0: One, two, one, two, what to do, my people? It's your boy DJ Soap, the son of a preacher, man. My music is clean, my God is king, and we will always rep him We're on the scene. And you are tuned in to another episode of The Soap Box. And uh, today, uh, you know, it's been in my heart and, you know, as I talked about the different things that we're going to talk about on the soapbox, um, you know, one thing you see a lot on social media or even happens in your real life conversation is you see a lot of debating and I, you know, I grew up in a household where my dad was an electrical engineer and I have, um, two brothers and two sisters so it's always a lot of thoughts a lot of things going on and um, I got used to arguing figuring out ways to argue you're arguing or trying to present a position against someone who's a scientist you better know what you're doing when you're having these conversations and so um we're gonna talk a little and as I got older I've gotten pretty good I believe at presenting my positions with people that disagree with me and making my position come out as or at least me present, making strong cases for my position. So I'm going to give you my three thoughts about how you can better represent your position and ultimately in whatever type of discussion, whether it's a sports debate, a socio-political debate, or just uh, a difference of opinion, how to how my recommendations of how to present your opinions better. So, number one. I think this is the most important Actually, because I think this actually a lot of debates would look a lot of different. If people didn't do this, and that is to ask questions. Ask questions of the other person's position. I think it's too many, too, so often, what we do is we believe that we are so knowledgeable about a subject, or that our opinions are so um, concrete that we think that we're always just trying to make sure the other person understands. Our side of things and sometimes we're not even actually debating against each other. You see this a lot in sports debates where um, You see especially with the Michael Jordan versus LeBron debate and where people take the um, the One is not as great as the other almost to make it seem like the other one is a terrible basketball player When in reality, you're They're, they're really debating or communicating against really like hair-thin differences between the two of them, just to give one the greatest of all time versus the other. And so when you ask questions of your, uh, let's call them an opponent, uh, when you ask questions of their position, you can understand really where they're coming from. Uh, this would, I think, help a lot of political discussion because people are using their emotional kind of um, starting points and then making, trying to make logical Conclusions, and so neither party is really understanding where the other person is coming from. That actually kind of leads into uh, my third, my second point, which is um, unless it is a discussion that is purely relational, do not argue from a position of your emotions. And so, the reason why I say don't argue from a position of your emotions is that if you can't debate somebody's I feel like or I. Um, or, or my emotions are telling me type of statements. And this is very common among millennials and thus Generation Z where we love to use I feel like statements. You may feel like something is a reality, but it doesn't actually change the reality of whatever it is. Um, you may feel like something isn't right, but it doesn't make it right or it doesn't make it wrong just because you feel that it's that way. Um, your emotions cannot change anything. Emotions cannot change facts. I mean, if I felt like I did well on a test, but I didn't actually do well on the test, it didn't change the fact that I may have failed it. So um, that, so it's very important that you a don't you don't try to communicate your position from a place of emotion, because if your opponent is a more depth uh, a depth type of um, debater, you're gonna look very bad potentially in front of other people, or you're just gonna possibly spiral out of control. And now we're not debating; we're just yelling at each other. Or if you are trying to communicate with somebody who is trying to communicate just from the space of their emotions, then you're never going to get your point to ever actually land because you're, you're, you can't tell somebody how they feel regarding whatever the, whatever the um, situation is. And that actually leads to my third point. My third point is to stay on topic. Too often, people will get you talking about something that's completely besides the original point that the discussion was about. This happens in all kinds of different debates, whether it's men to women debates. You know, in a previous episode, I talked about how there's this whataboutism as related to um, rappers that um, are only talking about sex that are women, and then somebody brings up, well, men are talking, men also only do that. And so then what happens is you are on the defensive only defending these um, rappers these male rappers are never actually addressing the original point which is about female rappers that are only talking about sex so what you have to do is you have to maybe what you have to do is acknowledge the fact that whatever they're saying is true or maybe you don't know enough about that subject but what you do know is the original point of the discussion You get off in some other other point, what what will happen is either they will eventually get you to never discuss what they originally, the discussion was to be about, or they'll get you in a place where you're talking about something they're more comfortable with, with arguing about. You may not have enough information about it, and now what's happening is you seem to be wrong, quote unquote, seem to be wrong about the original point, but that original point was never actually addressed because they got to change the subject on you what you can do, and I've done this before when I've been in discussions with people and they bring up things that are irrelevant to the original discussion, is what I say is that, you know, we can talk about that later. What we're talking about is this. And so what you're doing is you're acknowledging the fact that maybe this other piece of discussion is something that you can discuss, but you're also, like, saying, we're not talking about that right now. It's a completely different conversation. Now, what happens is sometimes, you end up with people that maybe really think that that's important. And then what I've done is that I've just let them talk about whatever they're going to talk about. This goes back to the first point about asking questions. Because you can ask them some questions to further understand how it connects to the point. Because sometimes people are making these wonderful analogies or that they have these great um, these great points that they think connect to what they're trying to say. And they're actually really, really abstract and they're not really making a point for you. In all of this, you have to be patient, you have to be calm, and you have to pay attention. Too often, people are just trying to figure out how to make their point the point that matters, and they're just trying to win an argument over somebody else, rather than either potentially educate this person or learn from this person. If somebody's taking the time to continue to go back and forth with you, you can potentially be learning from, from them or offer them something. But Otherwise, it was just a waste of your time. Which actually gets me to, uh, for, uh, which actually gets me to another point, and that is know when to get out of the conversation. You know, so often you see this in social media where people will go back. This used to be very popular back in the probably 2010 to like 2000. 13 14 era of facebook maybe a little bit before that let's go from 08 to 14 06 years um where people would go back and forth under a status for like hundreds of comments just arguing i used to be one of those people i would go back i would make a status that was incendiary it was just definitely going to get a reaction and then people would go back and forth with me for hours under the under just making points for no reason And so I've gotten to the point where I've made this this statement before is that if you have a mortgage, you should not be going back and forth arguing on social media. Now, I don't have a mortgage now, but I still don't think that it's valuable for people that are grown to be going back and forth arguing on social media because your point is never going to (laughs) give... They already have their point. You already have yours. And the thing about social media arguing is that because neither of you are together Everything is going to be uh, taken through interpretation of text, and text always reads the worst way. It never reads positively. Even no matter how many emojis you put in there, the emojis end up looking like snide or uh, backhanded compliments. It's never, never, ever good to have these heated debates on social media. In fact, nowadays when I make things that I know that are going to be incendiary, I have this rule that you're allowed to comment on my post, but if you want to actually debate or discuss whatever I had to say, you're going to have to hit my line or hit my DM. And then we'll have a further discussion in there. If not, you didn't care that much. And that's another thing about social media, is that most of the time, social media discussions, really people don't care all that much. And they just are needing something to validate their time that they're already wasted from stuff that's in real life. And the irony about social media, or it's maybe not ironic, but the reality about social media is that a lot of us are just going throughout our day with our thoughts, and then what you're ha- what's happening is with social media, your your thoughts are rubbing up against the thoughts of somebody else and that you're able to engage with. They're not exactly what you would know to be real life ex- experiences, which is why I think cancel culture is such an interesting thing, because what would life look like if we never had social media um, to be able to have some of the inner thoughts of people and um, because it's so easy to be able to communicate anything that comes to your mind and it quickly can be communicated with other people and their thoughts, we're almost not thinking about what we have to say where in a real life conversation you're a little bit more careful with how you're communicating because of the fact that the person's right there and it's a little bit more real than, you know, c- properly crafting a message. It would be interesting if there's a study done that I'm not aware of, of these people that have made huge platforms by being these, um, uh, these uh, Twitter warriors. How do they actually live their real life life, and what does that look like in discussion for them? Because it's a lot different to where you can just Google the answers to your position or bolstering your position versus having the knowledge real. And do you actually know what you believe or do you just repeat what other people believe or what other people have been posting, which is what can happen on social media? The last thing that I would want to present to you and when you're trying to have a social media debate, which kind of can flow through each of these steps for you, is to know your position. Really understand why you believe what you believe. This goes back to the emotional thing. A lot of times people are triggered into trying to get into a debate with somebody based on how they feel about something, but they don't actually know what they're talking about or what that other person is talking about. And that being said, coupling with that is know the other other position. Know the opposing position. Um, I, read a, I read a quote about, um, about a man who was, um, he worked so hard, in debates to be able to argue a position against his actual belief so that he could better understand his own belief. If you can do that, you are very difficult to be in a, in a debate. You're also very difficult for somebody to say that whatever you do believe is wrong because you really understand all of the ways that whatever you, whatever you come to believe could be attacked. And so I, so what I'm saying is is that you really want to understand why you believe what you do and in any potential holes of whatever it is that you believe. because if you're just going off of the seat of your pants in emotion, now you could be just throwing all kinds of things out there. And ironically, your belief may actually be the correct position to take, but somebody could somebody could still position themselves against you, Um, from a fallacy perspective be presented as correct because they may actually represent their position opposing yours um, uh, uh, better than you oppose it. That's what happens with debate teams all the time is that, you know, debate teams are, there's a topic and then there's one that's for and one that's against. And um, I'm sure that through multiple debate teams throughout the world is that multiple um, subject matter that has been debated may have won a team here but if that same subject was presented by a different team or even another team then it was one in the other way so you have to really understand why you believe what you believe and sometimes you just have to realize that this discussion really isn't even necessary There are times on the internet all the time. Now, I'm, you know, I've been on social media since 2008, I believe, 2007, something like that. So it's been like 14 years of me having back to Mindspace, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. And um, I, there's all the time I see stuff that I used to respond to, and now I have this internal rule where I, if I see something, and I really feel like I want to talk about it, rather than more or less argue with the person that posted it, I'll post about my opinions and beliefs about it myself because I think about something I learned in psychology class that kind of helped me. Uh, Psych 101, my professor said that the person who starts the argument is actually the person who generally wins the argument. and The reason being is because they set all the rules in which the argument is able to take place. Because naturally, walking into that argument or you receiving that argument, you are naturally arguing from a frame in which the person else, the other person has created the the rules. This is why it can be so scary when someone says, oh, we need to talk, and you're not ready for this conversation because now you're having a conversation you weren't ready for and this other person has now created a space in which you are now on the heels. So what I do is I will create the space over on myself. And if somebody wants to come in, including the person that posted it originally, they are now arguing from my frame, not the other frame. And um, that's only when I am really kind of thought through what I want to actually say. So those are my tips with debating and communicating your position. I'll have maybe some more thoughts about it as we go forward and, and other episodes um, and maybe even I want to talk about hot button issues or if I have somebody on the podcast and we can if we disagree about something we can you can see it on display. but um, again, this was The soapbox and boy DJ soap my music will always remain clean. My God will always remain king and we repent when we're on the scene.